Our next speaker is Eleanor. Um, Eleanor, are you available? There you are. Cool. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Eleanor. I'm here to talk to you today about technology and content creation. Um, I uh, work for Ireland's national public broadcaster, RTE, and I work in the newsroom there, and I'm a mobile journalist. And mobile journalists, we create content using our smartphones. So if you want to find mobile journalists on social media, hashtag mojo is the hashtag that we use. So I trained up as a mobile journalist in 2014, and basically I film and edit my stories using my smartphone. So I have to deliver broadcast quality content to television and radio in RTE. And when I started first, um, I really wanted to see how far you could push the camera in your pocket. And, you know, ultimately a question that came up back in 2015 was, in RTE was, can you make an entire documentary on an iPhone? Um, and the answer is yes. In 2016, I made a documentary called The Collectors, which was an observational documentary for television um, about six different people from all different parts of Ireland that have one thing in common. They're all um, obsessive collectors of quirky items. I filmed it in 4K on an iPhone 6S Plus, and RTE really took a gamble on this. They broadcast this documentary on a, uh, in a primetime slot on RTE One, which is the number one television station in Ireland. And in doing so, they became the first broadcaster in Europe to broadcast a iPhone 4K documentary. I'm going to play you the first 90 seconds of it here. Everyone is passionate about something. I think there's a bit of the magpie gene in all of us. I think a lot of collectors in some ways are perfectionists as well. It's no different to somebody that has a love for, we'll say, a pet. I love the colour red. It is my favourite colour. All collectors would be obsessive. Dedicated, committed. Mad if one body could use it, I suppose. <laughs> My name is Lillian O'Donoghue and I'm married to Barry O'Donoghue and I have two boys, Patrick and Robin. I grew up in St. Luke's. I was a quiet, you know, I wasn't a rebel or anything like that, you know, quiet. Like all the girls that I worked with now, they were going out to discos and having boyfriends. I was just done with the lads. But I just never have followed the crowd ever. I got married in pink. You know, that was 24 years ago. I just, you know, whatever makes me happy. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Oh, apple trees and honeybees and snow-white This is my house. We call it a seasonal house because it's open all year. You see, 24-7. Yeah, is, like my retirement home, as the boys like me, that when I'm old, I'm going to be put in here and they lock the door then. <laughs> So that is Lillian, she's one of the collectors. Um, I presume you can guess what she collected. Um, that interview shot is from her kitchen. Her entire house is decorated in Coca-Cola memorabilia, like she is dedicated. And I suppose with the collectors, it was all about revealing the underlying motivations for why they were obsessive collectors. Um, you, the story was what was important with the documentary, that you know we were experimenting and innovating by filming it on an iPhone, but if the story wasn't good, then 
it really doesn't matter. So the collectors, for me, is one of the proudest moments of my career. It was a huge success, a success story. Um, it got great ratings, won awards, and um, got really good like, reviews from our television critics in the newspapers in Ireland. And this was the kit that I used to film it. Um, so you can see it's not very much. Um, with the collectors, I traveled to New York, I filmed in Times Square, I filmed in Portugal, I filmed in, on the streets of London, you know, and it was just me and my, the member of the cast, which, whichever collector I was following. 70% of the time I was by myself, I was filming and directing this documentary by myself. So it was, with mobile journalism or mobile filmmaking, you can really achieve a lot with very little. And I suppose, you, I know a, bit, a question is, well, why can't you just do it with a traditional camera? And it's a good question. I mean, there's, you know, this documentary could have been made with a traditional camera, but I made this documentary for a quarter of the cost of a TV hour in Ireland. So it's very cost effective. And also, as I said, we wanted to innovate and we wanted to, wanted to experiment. So filming on an iPhone is light and portable. You know, I'm a small woman, so you know, for me, it's a very easy uh, piece of kit to carry around with me. It's discreet, it's subtle. You can get great tra uh, tracking shots with a gimbal, which is like a steady cam for your smartphone. It's really amazing at getting close-ups. Um, I like the flexibility and how easy it is to achieve eye direct, where you get your interviewee to look directly at the lens, so they're talking to the audience. Um, there's a greater sense of intimacy because, again, it's not a very intimidating piece of equipment. So the relationship between the director or the journalist and the interviewee um, is, is, I think there's a greater connection there because they're less intimidated by your, everything you're, that you bring with you. If you are filming with a smartphone, you have to think about stability, so you have to think about tripods, you have to think about storage. Video, in particular, takes up a lot of storage on your phone. You have to think about battery and having battery pack with you, maybe a spare battery pack, and you have to think about light. So that was my early career as a mobile journalist, and now my career as a mobile journalist has moved to more a mobile-to-mobile -mobile workflow. So more and more, people are consuming the content that we as um, RTE broadcast on radio and TV and, they're, and, they're and social media, they're consuming it more and more on their smartphone. There was um, a Reuters digital news report released just there about last month and the smartphone has surpassed the PC and desktop for the primary way people consume content in Ireland from RTE. So my mobile-to-mobile -mobile workflow is creating original stories that are shot, edited, and titled all on smartphone. They're published digital first, so they're published to RTE's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I then repurpose that story for radio, again using my smartphone, and I repurpose it for television, again using my smartphone. Um, and a lot of what I do now is about experimenting with apps to achieve different kind of production values that I want to bring into my stories. This, this is a kind of an overview of the toolkit that we use. My digital first team is a small team, there's only four of us, Philip Bromwell, Hiromi Mooney, Jimmy Beatty and myself. We use CrowdTangle, does anybody use CrowdTangle? CrowdTangle is a great re uh, resource, it's, it's free, you just have to Google CrowdTangle and you can get the extension. Um, it's a great way to measure and discover stories on social, so it really helps you make sense of a lot of the noise on social, so you can see what people are talking about. And we get a lot of our stories through, uh, through CrowdTangle. You can create lists within CrowdTangle. 
you know, let's say you want to you want to focus on homelessness, you can get all the homeless charities and um, uh, active groups into one list, and you can click into it and see what they're talking about. I use Filmic Pro to film. I use, which I'm going to go into in a little bit. I use LumaFusion to edit and title, and I also use the Ferrite app. That's specifically for radio editing. Um, if you're if you want to become a if you want to get into mobile journalism using your smartphone for radio, Ferrite is a really great app. And here are some other apps that I use as well. So I keep them all in my toolkit here, as you can see. So part of the series that we feed into now on the Digital First team is the RTE Mobile Shorts. And they're stories, as I was saying, that we make for Digital First. So we make them for RTE News, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Excuse me, and then they migrate to radio and TV, which is the opposite of the usual journey of a story in RTE, which is a traditional broadcaster with a legacy in TV and radio. And now we're trying to turn that ship around and become a digital first um, broadcaster. With our stories, we have a manifesto, as it were, where we want to make people think, make people feel, and give them a voice. These are stories that are particularly suited to social media. And I'm just going to give you an example of one here. You, you'll see this is a story I did for RTE Social, which then was repurposed for radio and TV. This is the social version, so it's subtitled, because people don't click into videos on social. 70% 70 of people don't put their headphones in, they don't listen. So you need to subtitle. It's square, so it's, it, that's the, kind of the best aspect ratio for uh, viewing content on a smart device. Everything I do, I do with bearing in mind that someone's going to be looking at it, at it on their smartphone. Generally, people don't turn their, their phones to the side unless they're watching YouTube. But if they're looking at Facebook, if they're looking at Instagram, they don't turn their phones to the side. So you want to use the best real estate for someone who's looking at their phone on a bus, not putting in their headphones. So square, subtitled um, pieces of content. So I'll just play you this. Wonder Wheels. Anna's amazing aura. A rural rescue. We write fairy tale books with um, the protagonist having a disability or special needs, and basically what we are trying to do is improve the underrepresentation of these people in children's literature. So we wrote three books. Uh, Wonder Wheels. Anna's amazing aura. A rescue. Uh, so in Wonder Wheels, uh, a boy named Sam is a superhero in a wheelchair and he saves his school with his disability. <laughs> and then in Anna's Amazing Aura, a mermaid with epilepsy uses her knowledge of how epilepsy works to rescue her friend Delphi the Dolphin. And then in Royal Rescue, two twins with Down syndrome um, rescue their favourite toy from a dragon. <laughs> So my dad, is, his name is Colm, and he has cerebral palsy, so basically he's in a wheelchair. Um, so for me, I guess like I've had it all the way from when I was a baby, like it's just normal to me. So I suppose I just see that he, he's like a dad, there's no difference to him and another dad just because he's in a wheelchair, do you know what I mean? My cousin, and um, she suffers from severe epilepsy, and basically 
Um, I see all the time how she's just, you know, a regular cousin. She's no different to anybody else. Yeah, and I suppose people with disabilities are just to make them feel like as Eva's cousin, like she's 17 and she still likes the idea that there's someone, like she's never had a book in her life that there's a person that has the same thing as her. So just, yeah, for to make them feel included and to make them feel that they are the same. It's just gone a little After a few moments, Delphi turned to her friend. Oh, Anna, I was so scared. My hands and feet were prickling and my mouth tasted weird. Sorry, I went a bit out of sync there. But everything you see there was all done on, on smartphone. It was filmed on smartphone, it was edited on smartphone, it was titled on smartphone. All the motion graphics you see are all done on smartphone. Um, I don't know if I have time to play another video. Do I? I could, okay. Um, I'll just give you another example. We, recently in RTE, we, we wanted to start a conversation about youth mental health, and we wanted it to be on all our platforms across, RT, um, across RTE, culminating in an investigative um, documentary about the lack, of, um, uh, the lack of facilities in Ireland for youth mental health. Um, and we were tasked on my team with producing a story every day for social. And I'm just going to play you a little montage of, of what we did. Again, everything you see here is done on smartphone. And because I'll go into the app LumaFusion later, it's an, it's an app that we use to edit, and it's a really amazing app, and it means that we can, we can have a uniform... A uniform um, we, can, we can recreate our corporate brand in LumaFusion, so there's a uniform um, uni across, all, across all the things. You'll see it here in, in what I mean, sorry. Hi, my name is Kira Margolis and I'm a sufferer of panic disorder. Hi, I'm Ashley Boland. I suffer from dysthymia, which spells a depression. My name is Rachel, I'm 23, and I suffer from an anxiety disorder. I was bullied in school, and we was picked on from a young age just because I was a chubby kid. I accepted it at the time because I saw it as normal. I was diagnosed with bulimia, and from, I think it was, it was from social media, it was from like looking at people and not feeling like, you know, I was as perfect as someone else. cosplay is to just have fun. If someone came up to me and said, you're such a nerd, like what you do is so weird, and I'm like, yeah, I am a nerd, and yeah, this is weird. So that, you can see all the subtitles and captions are all uniform across the five different stories there. And, oh, I've gone into Twitter by accident, sorry. Did someone tweet me? Um, and again, all, all those, you, the anime, the comic book effects, they're all achieved using apps on our smartphone. So you can, you can achieve quite a high production value 
quite simply using apps on your phone. So just go through the workflow requirements again. Ultimately, I deliver my content to social, online, TV and radio. I have to have broadcast qualities, picture and sound. I have to be able to edit Square for um, Facebook, Vertical for Instagram and now IGTV. And I have to be able to add subtitles. I have to be able to edit a TV version. So it has to be 16 by 9 and 25 frames per second because we're PAL. And your, the native camera on, on your phone generally films at 30 frames per second. I have to be able to edit a radio version. I have to be able to take stills from my rushes for online, the online article that I produce. And this is just give you essentially how I do it. This is the kit that I use now, so keep, keep, your tri keep your camera steady with your tripod or mi and a mini tripod. You have to have a light. Yeah, I have several different types of mics. I have radio mics as well, which I don't show there, and a shoulder pod, which it basically enables me to connect my smartphone to tripod. The Filmic Pro app, which I mentioned earlier, is a really amazing app. It's what I use to film the collectors, and I'm just giving you very, very briefly, it allows you to adjust your aspect ratio, it allows you to film in different resolutions, it allows you crucially to adjust the frame rate. So I film in 25 frames per second because even though my stuff is going on social, I also have to put it on, <coughs> excuse me, on TV. It does several more things. It allows you to set and lock your focus and exposure and it recognizes external, <coughs> external mics that you plug in. Um, and that's the interface of it there. The LumaFusion app. So the LumaFusion app, I have three video and three audio tracks, multi-audio, multi-video multi editing. I can edit in different aspect ratios again. I can edit in different frame rates and resolution. I can export audio only for my radio version. So a typical day for me, my social version will go out at 7 a.m. maybe. Morning Ireland is, our, is the number one radio show in Ireland. I'll have my radio version on Morning Ireland. Then I'll publish my online article with, with stills and the, video, the social video embedded, and then it will go on our main evening bulletin at 6 p.m. I, I can title in LumaFusion, and as I said earlier, I'm able to uh, recreate my corporate brand within LumaFusion, and I'm able to export in square, vertical, 16 by 9. So I can, do all, I can, I can edit all my versions there for TV, social, and radio. There's royalty-free music as well, but you can obviously import music from iTunes and Dropbox, and um, it's a really amazing, amazing app. And here's some takeaways. If you want to check out mobile journalism on social media, hashtag Mojo, um, there's a really great Facebook group with nearly 5,000 members called hashtag Mojo.com, the Mojo community. Um, and it's a very active and support, supportive and helpful community. So if you want to join it, I'm on there. You can ask questions. You'll come across a Mojo Guru there. Some good apps to start with. Filmic Pro is on Android and iPhone. Unfortunately, LumaFusion is only on iPhone. KineMaster is a, an editing, a multi-track editing um, option for Android. Not as good as LumaFusion. It, it, it only exports in 16 by 9 so if you want to do square and vertical, maybe you can get another app called PowerDirector. These are several other apps I'd recommend. Basic kit, all you need is a tripod, a shoulder pod, a microphone and a light and you're good to go. And these are just some people I would recommend you follow. Philip Bromwell is my boss. 
Um, Mark Settle is BBC. He, there isn't an app he doesn't know, so he's a really great guy to follow. Glenn Mulcahy is seen as being the godfather of mobile journalism, and he trained, <coughs> excuse me, he trained me. And Corinne Podger is a trainer, and there is nothing she doesn't know about Mojo, and if she doesn't know it, she'll find out for you. So that's it. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you so much, Eleanor. Um, I would like to solicit a few questions, but I would like to just um, ask the first one, please. Um, when you repurpose your content for radio, mm -hmm. um, in terms of the production, do you make some adjustments, um, perhaps re uh, restricting the bridge, the music bridges or whatever? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, will, I would generally take the music away. I generally use any natural music that's in the scene, if, if necessary, or I will add music maybe just at certain intervals, but the radio edit is completely different. I, because I publish digital first, I'll start with my social edit. And within LumaFusion, I can copy that project. And then I'll strip away all the elements that I don't want and create my radio edit out of that, bringing in more upsound. There's less upsound on social because it's more visual punctuation on social. It's more visual storytelling because, as I said, people don't, it's heartbreaking, but they don't click into your video. They don't listen. And you can see those stats um, on Facebook. And then with my TV version, then I'll bring more upsound into it as well. Thank you so much. Any other question? Oh, okay. Hi there, Eleanor. Um, I just wanted to ask, traditionally, uh, cameras are very light uh, intensive in traditional filming and stuff like that. Is this fun to be the case with cell phones as well? Uh, you seem to have a really small light that you used as part of your gear. Mm -hmm. Is that sufficient? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, you, I have that light that I showed you there in, the one, in one of the slides. It has like four different intensities and the, the, the highest is actually quite strong. Um, it is sufficient because with smartphones as well, you, you zoom with your feet. So that's one of the pitfalls of of smartphone filming. I mean, I've trained up as a video journalist as well, so I've used what you would consider to be more traditional cameras, and you can just hit zoom, and I can stand back here and zoom in back there and on that person, that, and that's why light is, is, is more important with traditional cameras, or bigger lights, I, w I would say. But with, with smartphones, you zoom with your feet, so if I want to film back there, I have to walk down, <coughs> walk down there, and I bring that light with me. So the light is all part of my rig, so yeah. Does that answer your question? Cool. Any other question? Oh. How has it changed the content part of what you do? How does it change what journalism is, and not just how journalism is how collected? It, how it has changed journalism is that we can tell the sm smaller stories, and with the smaller stories, we can create a bigger impact. So in a traditional newsroom, You've got like your centralized news desk and you're vying for the crew, but I am my own crew. And so I can, there isn't a story that I can't tell because I'm not limited by, well, I don't have a cameraman today or... So I can tell the, the, the smaller stories, as well as that, because we deliver our stories to social and our manifesto is make me think, make me feel, give me a voice. We can tell stories with greater diversity as well. Because on social, that's what people want. They want the human, human interest stories. They want the, they want the larger scale issues of the day, but down 
through the eyes of one person. And generally with our television bulletins, it's the facts and the figures, let's say, of, of homelessness or the, uh, you know, an economy crisis or, uh, or rental, renting shortage. But with social, you can tell a more human interest story through that. Um, so I wanted to ask, I saw on one of the pictures that you had a small tripod. Yes. Um, do you only use a small tripod or a you have a big one. No, and I, I didn't bring my big, big tripod. Generally, I have your traditional. My, I think that was on that as well. And so, just, just another one yeah. before you respond to that. Um, what's the frequency um, at which you produce um, this content? I think you mentioned about, you know, for the six p.m. bulletin, but I didn't get the frequency as to, you know, how many. You Generally, me, I mm -hmm. produce maybe about two stories a week, but then I'll also do, like, we'll do, we'll do just a social-only vox pop. So maybe I'm out three, th uh, three days a week filming, and then allow a day after that to turn around and edit to all the different platforms. Okay, perhaps two last questions. No? Cool. Uh, do, you, do you capture sound in two channels? Does it capture sound in two channels? And then I noticed you use uh, a lot of music to, like, just like, on social versions, yeah, yeah. So they're the social versions. How, how do you ensure that those songs or sounds you put in is balanced? Is, 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 do you, are you able to tell from any of the softwares? Yeah, so that uh, sounds good. Yeah, so on Luma on Luma Fusion, there like it has a really um, it, it, quite an intricate um, ed, audio editing site. So I'm able to do it through that. I record in through uh, through Filmic Pro. It does just record onto one track. On, on Filmic Pro, and then within LumaFusion, I'll, I'll introduce the music. The music is only for the social versions, but within LumaFusion, you can there's a there's quite a comprehensive audio editing aspect to the app, and that's how I do my audio editing. No, no, unfortunately not. So everything records records onto one. So generally as well, what I would do is, obviously I have my microphone for my interviewee, uh, but I will record wild tracks as well. That is a habit, that, that's kind of part of my workflow. But no, if it records just onto one, yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Eleanor. It thank was you. most illuminating. Thank, thank you. you. I want to give you a hug for some reason. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um,